foreign languages moving up a level. Jenny Kramer had never made it into an advanced class, but she believed herself to be smart and endowed with a fierce sense of humor. She was also a good athlete, swimming, field hockey, tennis, but she felt none of those things had mattered until her body matured. The night of this party had felt better than any moment in her life. I think she may even have said, it was going to be the best night of my life. After years of what I have come to think of as adolescent cocooning, she felt she had come into her own. The cruelty of braces and lingering baby fat, breasts that were too small for a bra, but still protruding through her T-shirts, acne and unruly hair, had finally gone away. She had been the tomboy, the friend, the confidant to boys who were always interested in other girls, never in her. These were her words, not mine, although I feel she described them quite well for a 15-year-old. She was unusually self-aware, in spite of what her parents and teachers had drilled into her, into all of them, she believed, and she was not alone among her peers in this, that beauty was still the most valuable asset to a girl in Fairview. Finally having it had felt like winning the lottery. And then there was the boy, Doug Hastings, he had invited her to the party on a Monday in the hallway between chemistry and European history. She was very specific about that, and about what he was wearing, and the expression on his face, and how he seemed a little nervous, though he acted nonchalant. She had thought of little else all week except what to wear and how to do her hair and the color of polish for her manicure when she went with her mother Saturday morning. It surprised me a bit. I am not fond of Doug Hastings, from what I know of him. As a parent, I feel entitled to have such opinions. I am not unsympathetic to his situation, a bully for a father, his mother quite feeble in her attempts to parent around him. Still, I found it somewhat disappointing that Jenny had not seen through him. The party was everything she had imagined. Parents out of town, kids pretending to be grown-ups, mixing cocktails in martini glasses, drinking beer from crystal tumblers. Doug had met her there, but he was not alone. The music was blaring, and she would have heard it from the scene of the attack. The playlist was full of pop mega-hits, the ones she said she knew well, the lyrics the kind that stuck in your head. Even through the music and the muted laughter that was wafting from the open windows, she would have heard the other sounds that were closer, the depraved sighs of her attacker, her own guttural cries. When he was finished and had slipped away into the darkness, she used her arm for support, lifting her face from the brush. She might have felt then the air hit the newly exposed skin of her cheek, and when it did, 
maybe she had felt that her skin was wet. Some of the brush on which she had been resting stuck, as if her face had been dipped in glue that had since begun to dry. Propped up on her forearm, she must have heard the sound. At some point, she came to sit upright. She had tried to clean up the mess that was all around her. With the back of her hand, she wiped her cheek. Remnants of dried leaves fell to the ground. She would have then seen her skirt bunched up around her waist, exposing her naked genitals. Using both hands, it seems she got on all fours and crawled a short distance, possibly to retrieve her underwear. They were in her hand when she was found. The sound must have grown louder, because eventually it was heard by another girl and her boyfriend who had sought privacy in the yard. Not